Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. This is Natalina, your host. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. Such an honor to be here and have you here with me. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Katie Phillips. She founded the School of Self-Love. She's an author, personal coach, and transformational retreat leader. Today, we have a really authentic and transformational conversation about self-love and how we as women can really overcome our obstacles. She dives into how she had to deal with her mom's suicide at the age of 22, depression, and how, as a woman, she had to overcome her obstacles and build her self-love so she can be there for her child. This is a conversation that resonates with a number of women, especially with the recent news of Kate Spade and committing suicide, a self-made millionaire who was dealing with depression and felt that she had to deal with it on her own. This is a very insightful episode, and I hope you share it with the women in your life. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Katie, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. Uh, hi, thank you for having me. I'm uh, Well, I'm an Australian girl and I moved over to the UK about 19 years ago, hence the slightly mixed accent. And uh, I live in the beautiful Sussex countryside, uh, surrounded by fields and horses. And I run a company called the School of Self-Love. And essentially, I am a personal coach. Uh, We have online home study programs. We run retreats. I wrote a book. I have uh, four meditation albums now. And really, we're, we're here to help a woman come home to herself. So we always like to go through the journey of our experts, you know, because it's so important for for all of our listeners and myself included to just kind of hear, you know, how you got to this place. So I'd love to know, you know, how you got into this world of self-love. Was it an aha moment, an epiphany or something that you always followed? Just would love for a little bit more of a backstory there. Yeah, sure. So, um, Really, yeah, I've, I've, I do have the rock bottom moment story or what I like to call eat, love, eat, pray, love moment um, where I had realized that despite, I thought, quite consciously trying not to recreate my mom's life. It sounds terrible. I had a beautiful relationship with my mom and she's a wonderful woman, but I didn't want to turn out like her because she suffered terrible depression. And when I was 22, she actually took her own life. And I had this moment uh, about nine years ago where I found myself in my bedroom in the middle of the day, blinds drawn, taking a couple of Valium, wanted the world to go away because I just didn't know how to carry on. Uh, There was all sorts of uh, drama happening in my life at the time. My relationship with my boyfriend had just ended and I needed to find another place to live. But to be honest, being a very resourceful, intelligent woman that wasn't the problem. The problem was I didn't have any sense of self. 
my habit and it was a learned behavioral habit um was to always look outside of myself for love approval and acceptance so when I hit a you know a bump in the road or life through a curveball I didn't deal with it particularly well because I didn't have that foundational sense of self and so on this particular day I realized like if you could take a snapshot of me in that room and the reason why I was there that day and the day mum died it was exactly the same you know she'd just broken up with her boyfriend she too was looking for somewhere to live she'd locked herself in the bedroom in the middle of the day and overdosed and I and I just realized that I had become I was like a puppet to conditioning and programming and I I didn't even understand that at the time. You know, that wasn't my vocabulary. I just could see that somehow unconsciously I had become or put myself in a situation just like hers. And I had that moment of choice and I had the choice to go down the path I was on and I knew exactly where that ended or I could choose a different way. And I had this sense that it was like this sort of innate knowing that I had to learn a different way of doing life. And I didn't know how, I didn't know what that would look like. But, you know, as time went on, I came to understand that what wasn't modeled to me was self-love. Like if my mum had loved herself, if she had known who she was and had the ability to put herself first without guilt, uh, you know, to quit the people-pleasing, um, her life would have been really different. So as I had to learn to love myself, I realized I had to heal my codependency. I realized that I was meant for an extraordinary life, that I actually had the ability to create it. And the journey I then went on, the, the, the massive healing I experienced and how it totally transformed my life is what came to be known as the self-love affair. And that's what I went on to a book about and create coaching programs around um and it's why I do what I do now I, I really desire for women to know and love themselves that's that's such an incredible story and we can we can probably talk about it for hours and really do a deep dive into it <laughs> I the, my first initial question is and, and this might be a little bit of a tough one but what is it that you think makes those that progress and move forward from, you know, their tragedy or tragic times different from those that don't, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, you share a great example and, and your story about your mother and the unfortunate situation there, but how you were going down that road, but you didn't, you made that switch, you know, how, how do we create mm-hmm. that switch? How do we make that difference? You know, like where does that come from? You know, because there are people that, can get out of that cycle. And then there's people that just can't. What do you think those characteristics or those differences are? It's a really, really good question. And I think that might be the million dollar question. Um, I don't think I have the ultimate answer. What I do know is, I mean, throughout my childhood, I definitely picked up programming and conditioning belief systems, sabotaging behavior habits that didn't serve me. But I also picked up some really strong, powerful messaging you know, like I remember I had an experience one day when I was about 10 years old at school and my parents had been called in and there was a problem with my maths and I was petrified. You know, I was such a good girl. I was such a high achiever and I didn't want to be in trouble. And I remember my dad came out of the meeting and he was a big sort of six foot two bloke and I was this little 10 year old girl and his huge hand took my little hand And he just looked at me in the eyes and he said, you are, I can do anything, Katie. And it stuck with me. And it it just, 
and there was a quote on on the wall of of his office. And by the way, I inherited a lot of tough stuff from Dad, but he also imparted some really powerful messaging. And there was a Theodore Roosevelt quote on his office wall. And may I just share it with you because it's pretty of powerful. Of course, please. Yeah. So this became, I, I now know what affirmations are. I now use them. They're an incredible healing tool. Uh, I didn't realize that what I was doing every time I read this quote was creating an affirmation that actually got so wired into my brain that it became part of who I was. And it was far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those timid spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much because live in the gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. Mm. And I, I kind of had that as my mantra all my life. And I think because of that, that was a really key piece for me to pull me out of that hole. And I always felt quite connected to a very quiet but persistent voice inside of me that's kind of, that would always say, come on, Katie, you're meant for more than this. And sometimes I'd listen to it and sometimes I was an absolute victim and didn't. And, you know, honestly, sometimes we can go really down that rabbit hole of victimhood and depression and anxiety, which I suffered terribly. And it's really hard to hear that voice, really hard. And I can only say that on, on that particular day, there was just an inner resource within me that fired up and just said, come on. Or worth more than this. You just you're, you're meant for an extraordinary life. Get up, get out, wash your face, go pick your son up from from nursery, and and actually, the having a motivating factor is really key. Like I actually, if it wasn't for my son, I'm not sure I'd have done it for myself. I think because I was so low at that time, I don't think I had the self confidence or self belief to do it for me, but I did it for him. I had to get up for him. I wasn't going to do to him what happened to me. I wasn't going to have him lose his mom. Mm. So, you know, I'm really grateful that I had my two-year-olds. As tough as it was at the time, uh, yeah, I'm very blessed to have him. He was a motivating factor. So I think we need something bigger than us that motivates us. I think that's really key, actually. So I'm not sure I can give you the final answer on that one. <laughs> no, no, that's great. And thank you so much for sharing your story. You know, it is so important. You know, just recently, I'm sure you, you saw in the news the current situation that happened with Kate Spade. Um, so I, my question, yes, yeah, yes. a very unfortunate situation. So I'd love to know, you yeah. know, there are a lot of women that suffer from depression that um, have a hard time finding the self-love within, have a hard time finding their happiness. That's part of the reason why Rise Up For You was created. Where do they begin, you know, and where do they, how do they get out of this place of feeling completely hopeless? That's a huge question that we could talk about for hours, but even, you know, just for the listeners right now, if there's maybe just one step that you think can really begin that catalyst for change, you know, what was that for you? What would you recommend? I know everybody is different, but what worked for you? And what's one thing that you can say, try this today and, and hopefully this will help you move forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a good question. So, I mean, I could give you bunches of different tools and techniques and so on, but also having been there in a place of deep depression and despair, you don't really have the reserve, the energy to do much at all. You know, so I could give tools, but it's a bit like 
well, you know, I, I, you know, if I was depressed and someone gave me a tool, I'd probably want to punch them in the face, <laughs> you know, because it's just like, just don't give me a tool. Totally. Absolutely. I can't, no, I can't get out of bed right now. So bye-bye now, you know? Um, I, I think for me that day, uh, to use myself as an example, it's, it's a, it's a willingness. That's it. It's a willingness. It's, it's that, is that there's a part of you deep, deep inside that's so desperate to heal and that is willing to admit to yourself, you know, I'm not okay and I need help, I need guidance, I need to be shown the way and I'm, you know, it's tough right now, I'm depressed right now and I'm willing not to be. Like I'm willing to heal and literally that, you know, you want to know the first step, I think that is the first step and it sounds so insignificant but I can't really express just how powerful a an emotionally backed decision like that is you know when you're in that space you have that moment of clarity and you say to yourself even though I feel terrible and I don't know the way I don't know how I don't know how to get better but I'm willing to be shown and I swear to God that's when you are engaging an energy so much greater than us that will conspire and rearrange around you to support you and show you the way. So I was shown a way and your way or the woman next door's way will be a different way. You know, for me, it was, I was guided to therapy, to a coach, to meditation, to affirmations, to extreme self-care. And then I moved on to really deep, deep transformational healing. But I wouldn't have known my path that day, but my willingness had it be shown to me bit by bit day by day I was shown the way because I was willing to be shown I sort of surrendered to where I was at and I was available to be shown what was next and I think willingness is very powerful I think that's so important while I was listening to you speak you know it makes a lot of sense this idea of just accepting it you know as you know most women have a perfectionist mindset And we just have a hard time saying, we have a hard time saying, you know, you know, I'm feel depressed right now, or I'm unhappy, you know, being able to actually admit some of the struggles are very difficult for majority of women, because we want to keep it, uh, we want to keep it great on the outside, you know, we want to, we want to keep that perfectionism that we have a tendency to withhold within ourselves, which is not realistic. And you know that, but I think this idea of, as you're right, being able to verbalize it and say, hey, I don't feel great right now. And then realizing that it's okay to now accept it and make a change, you know, really is something Mm. as powerful as, as that. Totally. And it's not about accepting it and putting up with it. It's about, you know, I'm going to love myself enough. And, and for me at the time, I didn't even know I had to love myself. I didn't even get that. I was just like, I am willing to be shown a different way of doing life. And, and it, I, I accept that here I am. I'm not going to fight this anymore. I'm not going to fight myself. I'm not going to judge myself. I'm not going to make myself wrong. I'm going to deal with what is. This is it. And I'm willing for it to be different. And that's, that's it. I think self-acceptance is enormous. I love that. Katie, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. I'd love to jump into the power section of the episode. What is one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Oh, I love The Untethered Soul uh, by Michael Singer. It's all about your sort of journey back home to yourself. It's awesome. And 
um, we always ask, what's one value that you have always stuck by throughout your journey? Something that's non-negotiable. Well, I would go back to that Theodore Roosevelt quote about daring mighty things. And I would question myself with my, in my life, you know, am I being daring and mighty? Am I doing that? Am, am I, am I, I can do anything, Kate? Am I really, really being that woman? Yeah. We always ask if you can leave the world with one final message, we like to call it the golden nugget here at Rise Up For You. What would that golden nugget be? Choice, choice, that we always have a choice because that day for me in that bedroom, I had the choice. I could follow my, my conditioning and go down that path, which ended, you know, like my mom, it would have ended in suicide or I could choose a different way. And it took a lot of bravery, but we all have choice. And I think choice is an incredibly powerful word. And as, as you know, we're the company rise it for you. That's the podcast. That's our company brand. When you hear that phrase rise up for you, what initially comes to mind? <laughs> rise is actually one of my absolute favorite words. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And I think to rise up for yourself means choosing, again, there's that word choice, choosing to love yourself enough to do the work because self-love is self-responsibility. It's to do the work to heal and transform any limiting beliefs, sabotaging behaviors, whatever it is that is blocking you to having your best life and bring it so that the people that you love most get the best of you. So, you know, it's about to rise up. It's about being brave enough, being courageous enough to put yourself first without guilt, knowing that the ripple effects on those that you love and then the rest of the planet will be immense. So, yeah, that's what it means to rise up for you. Beautiful. I and, and I love that, uh, that quote, self-love is self-responsibility. I love that. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Katie, thank you again so much for joining us. Um, I'd love to have you back on the show. But how do we stay connected and how do we support you? Uh, thank you. Uh, well, we head over to the School of Self-Love. So it's theschoolofself.love. I also have a YouTube channel, Daring and Mighty TV. Lots of videos there. And when you go onto the School of Self-Love site, you can subscribe to our mailing list and you'll be sent our uh, Love Bites video series, which will actually, it's a seven-day program that will help begin your own self-love affair. Beautiful. Katie, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. 
The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.